Last time on Unacceptable Behavior. A man who feels as though he is he he has to be needed by a woman absolutely will not fit into that box. Because you're dealing with an individual who has chosen to, again, out of necessity or opportunity or both or something totally different, they have chosen to make themselves a different type of woman, a stronger type of woman, a calloused type of woman, right? She don't need you. If she's built herself up because she's understood that she can't depend on you, why would she need you on the back end? Think about that, right? So, and here's the pivot. It's far greater to be wanted than needed. Anybody can be needed. Children need you. Your coworkers need you. Your boss needs you. Your elderly parents need you. I don't want to be needed. I can be needed by 50 different women right now. That doesn't mean that I want to get with any of those 50 women. But they need what I can provide. Does that give you value and a sense of self-worth and strength? Absolutely, I get that. But at the same time, think about it. The fact that you need to be needed kind of makes you look a little weak. So look, man, last week's episode is pretty solid. It's led to some really, really enjoyable conversations of which I've had both online and off. You follow me long enough on this podcast, you understand I'm always looking to engage with our listeners. I've appreciated the conversation thus far, and I'm hoping that with more consistency, we can get into even more of that moving forward. But last week's episode, again, was a good one, man. And it's something that I'm hoping to kind of further and push into the, the, the minds of everyone, right? Especially the fellas. Look, man, you want to be wanted, not needed. Don't be triggered by that independent word. I think we, we're allowing, some of us are allowing those insecurities to kind of cloud our judgment, cloud our ability to hear what's actually being said when a woman says, I don't need you. Does it mean that she doesn't per se need to have you in her orbit? What she's telling you is, is that old antiquated way of thinking no longer applies. So you need to adjust to match her adjustment. That's pretty much it. So in today's episode, man, we're going to do something a little different, but mildly related. Last week's episode, we talked about wants and needs, how it's greater to be wanted than to be needed. On today's episode... I want to get into something that I feel is just the, the latest or just one of the many variables that's kind of blocking the way of our being able to connect with the opposite gender in this relationship and happily ever after thing, man. I feel that one of those things that isn't quite looked at enough is how we choose someone who we want to spend our time with, someone who we want to get to know. And that's those wants, those desires, those things that we feel that our potential mate needs to have in order for us to be attracted to them, for us to want to engage them, to get to know them. And hopefully, if everything works out, we can move closer to that happily ever after thing. This is your person 
who you'll be saddled up to standing beside for now until forever, or at least for the long term or midterm, short term, what have you. But somebody who you give an actual shot to. We're looking at wants on this episode. Are we allowing those slight superficial types of desires to kind of get in the way? Just finding a potential candidate, man. I don't know. In my research for this episode, I found two lists that we're going to run through. We've got a list of needs and a list of wants. We're going to work our way through them then circle back to the top, pick them apart where need be, and then try to find the nexus between those lists. And hopefully we can make some sense of this episode that you will take with you and move forward with as you continue to slide through life and trying to find what's next and who's best for you. And man, without further ado, man, you know what it is. It's unacceptable behavior. What you think about it? Just keep it real, give it straight. Ain't no strings around it. Give me your takes, no fakes. Don't block your blessing, misunderstanding your mate. You got a mill in front of you, so come and get your plate. <laughs> Listen, all I need is your perspective. That's all that I want. Communication to save you. Don't put on the front. Just acknowledge your mistakes. Think about it. I wait. Of course, I'll be accountable for the part that I play. Hearing everybody's voice only thickens the plot. We here, man. Under self behavior, we're talking about our wants today. Are they getting in the way of us being able to find who we supposed to at least think about entertaining, right? So like I said at the top, I found these two lists. I got a list of needs and a list of wants. Wants and needs for those who don't speak to me on a regular basis, offline, you understand that if you ever have come to me and said, I'm, I'm running into the same type of guy or the people or the same type of woman, and regardless of who they are, where I met them, they keep seeming to, whatever we're, whatever we stumble into seems to fall apart fairly soon or uh, something, something to that effect, right? One thing that I have always said to numerous people is if you have repeat offenses of the same type of thing, make a list of wants, make a list of needs, right? Your needs is what you absolutely have to have foundationally. Your wants is something that you your wants is what you want. They're desires, right? We all obviously have certain things we're attracted to, but some of those things are more superficial than others. So that's what we're looking at in today's episode, man. So we're going to start off with the needs list, and I think that'll make sense once we get to the end. We're just going to work through them, like I said, work through, them, work through them from top to bottom, then come back to the top, pick them apart where necessary, then move on to the wants, and then see what's happening on the back end. So let's go with the, with the needs list. I, I'm sorry. I didn't jump the gun. Look, getting back to this consistency thing on recording the podcast, right? We're going to start at the very, the very, very top. Since we're talking about wants, we might need to find a definition for the word. You know what I'm saying? And since these people are not paying me and not cutting me a check or anything of the sort, I shall not grant and give you all the name of the dictionary which I have used. Let's get into it, man. The word want has two connotations. There's a verb and there's a noun. Let's start with the verb. Definition for the verb form of want is having a desire to possess or do something. Wish for something. Okay? Now let's look at the noun. Definition of the noun form of the word want is a desire for something. So just like the list of needs and wants, the, the, the ideas of needs and wants, they're related. Not exactly the same thing. For today's episode, we're focusing on the noun. The desire for something. 
So let's go with this needs list. In my research, I found 10 needs in a relationship that somebody possibly wants to use as a blueprint, a roadmap to what could be the beginnings of a relationship, right? This is provided for us by healthline.com. Starting from the top, number one, affection. Number two, acceptance. Number three, validation. Number four, autonomy. Five, security. Six, trust. Seven, empathy. Eight, prioritization. Nine, connection. Ten, space. All right, let's jump back to the top, man. Let's pick these apart when necessary. A lot of these words on these lists, for all intents and purposes, they're, they're fairly self-explanatory, but a couple might need a little kind of probing problem, if you will. Affection goes without saying, right? What's the use of being in a relationship if you don't feel as though the person who you are with expresses how much they love you, how much they appreciate you, how much they they need and value your presence in their space, in their life, right? We all want that. Some say that women need it more than men. Could that be true? Possibly or not. I'm here to say, because I'm sure that there's a lot of women that don't understand this, men need affection absolutely as much as women do. The difference is you'll almost never hear a man say that he needs it because it's more often than not that women show it outwardly on a regular basis, right? But men absolutely need affection. So make sure you're not shortchanging your man or the dude who you are entertaining and getting to know better in the process. Number two, acceptance. Acceptance is a good one, right? Acceptance means that you want somebody who isn't directly outwardly trying to change who you are as an individual, right? Where none of us are perfect. We all have flaws. Even the person who looks to be the nicest, kindest, most brilliant shining light in the entire world has some form of flaw or flaws. Some things absolutely need to be changed. Other things are not. Some things are warts that you just can't get rid of. As long as they're not too egregious that they make you a complete asshole that absolutely no one in the entire world likes or appreciates or wants to have around, those are the kind of things that you need to find a mate who can accept those because your pluses far outweigh whatever that flaw or flaws are, right? You want to be accepted, not feeling like it's as though someone's trying to change you. Number three, validation. This one I kind of have a little trouble with only because me, myself, personally, I am a fairly self-confident individual. I have found over time, some people take that as being cocky. And if you truly do know me, you understand that I absolutely abhor cocky people. So the fact that some people think they take my confidence for being something more couldn't be further from true. That's why I'm having problems with validation because I don't understand it. I don't personally need it. But for the sake of this episode, I'm thinking what they're saying is, is you want to have somebody who has your back. Somebody who celebrates you, who at the same time is your positive mouthpiece when you're not around. Right. You want to have somebody who says this person right here, whatever they say or do. You should absolutely listen to, support, what have you, because I have this kind of faith in that individual. You want to feel that you're who you are as an individual, that there's at least one person who truly does, does appreciate it. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking about when I think of validation. Number four, autonomy. This is the first one that we really got to dig into just a little bit. When they say autonomy in this Healthline.com article that I got this list from, what they're speaking to is maintaining a sense of 
of self, right? You never want to feel as though the person who you're dealing with is consuming or overshadowing you, not in the form of insecurity, but let's just be real. Some of us, and if it's not you, you absolutely do know a person or people whose light shines blindingly light. They're the kind of person who walks in a room and they their energy is magnetic, right? Or they could just be a huge personality. Or maybe you're the quiet type and the person you kind of happen across is the exact opposite. So you feel as though their presence is so huge, it's so loud that you don't exist in that space. The autonomy allows you to feel as though that you can be you regardless of who that person is. And they won't outward, they won't directly try to impose their will upon you to consume you. And you also, more importantly, don't feel as though their light, their energy, their presence, their existence does the same. You want to be able to maintain your sense of self. Number five, security. This is a good one. Again, when security, as far as this goes on this list, they're speaking of respect. They were speaking of the fact that you want to feel safe. And they're speaking of the fact that you want to feel supported. One thing that you hear women say a lot in the present day is they want a man who's not intimidated by their successes. They want a man who will support them through their successes. And at the same time, I think men and women want somebody who supports them in their uh, shortcomings as well. You want to be you want to be with somebody who is there to pick you up when necessary. And again, also obviously applaud you for whatever uh, career achievements you may uh, obtain, any wins you may have, no matter how big or small. Right. The same thing goes with feeling safe. When I see the words two words feel safe, I think of vulnerability. This world is it's a toxic place. It's an evil place. It's a hateful place. It's an aggressive place. It's a place filled full of backbiters. There should absolutely be at least one place in this entire world where you're allowed to be vulnerable, right? And that should absolutely be with whoever you have hitched your wagon to. Your person should be a, a, a fortress of vulnerability where you are allowed to be your raw, most, uh, your most real self. And a lot of times that involves us kind of showing things that we don't show to the world because we're not allowed to. You want to feel safe in your relationships and the same thing goes with respect. That is the most uh, self-explanatory of all of them. So security. Six, trust goes without saying. Personally, I feel like this would be a little higher on the list because you can't have a relationship without trust. You can, but the bitch going to be shaky as hell. Let's <laughs> call the spade a spade, man. Without trust, you're constantly fighting for something, some form of saying, why are you constantly on me? I am here with you. I am for you. I am yours. Right? Nobody wants to constantly fight. They're fighting. Why are you in a relationship with somebody who you constantly feel as though you have to fight to prove who you are to them and what this relationship is? You got to have trust, bro. Goes without saying. Empathy is number seven. Empathy is mildly related to something that we said before as far as uh, talking about security and feeling safe, vulnerability and all that. Empathy. You want somebody who allows you to exist in your emotions and your feelings. Right? You don't always want somebody to be your problem solver. Sometimes you need somebody to just tell you that it's going to be fucking okay. Good or bad, right? They don't allow you to get too high. They don't allow you to get too low. But they, they don't just jump to save. Sometimes you just want somebody right there. They can be silent in that moment. But you want somebody who obviously empathizes with whatever you're feeling, whatever you're dealing with, 
that your person should absolutely be that person. Number eight, prioritization. We all want to be priorities. I have a lot of people who have spoken to me in confidence, talking about they've met somebody who was extremely busy. In this present day, there are a lot of people that have nine to fives that are also entrepreneurs, right? In my personal opinion, it doesn't matter how fucking busy you are. If you run across a person who you think is fits that mold of a candidate that you want to foresee something that you can foresee something with, you absolutely will carve out a sliver of time for that individual. There's no such thing as me being so busy that I can't take time out of my day each day to at least check in and say, hey, thinking about you, how was your day? I could be busy as hell, but I can make time to do that. If you can make time to sleep and eat and just take a breather during your day, you absolutely, for somebody who you fucking care about, make a pro- make them a priority, right? Goes without saying. Number nine, connection. Obviously, can't have a relationship without connection. You can, but that's kind of like the trust thing and a couple other, a couple of others on this list. What are we doing? Why are we here? And then number 10 is space. Space is a good one. Shout out to the homie LA, who I mentioned last episode, and I've mentioned quite a few times on the podcast. That's the homie. You know what I'm saying? She mentions space a lot. And I absolutely understand what she's saying. As somebody who's been married as long as I have, I absolutely understand that me as a man, not even it's not even a gender thing. You have to have the ability to go in a separate room, a separate space, outside of the home, wherever it is, and just be you. You were born in this world by yourself, unless you're a twin, you're going to go out of this bitch by yourself more often than not. Right. You got to be able to have some space where you can be an individual, your individual self. Anybody who needs to be around you 24 seven, that is an issue that they need to address with an actual educated therapist. Nobody should want to be around you 24 seven. It's not so much they don't want to. They don't need to. And if you say that you just need you shouldn't even have to say I need space. You should be able to just take it. That's for men and women. It doesn't mean that they don't like you. It doesn't mean that they, they no longer look at you the same way. It just means that I need a moment to breathe and just be me. It has nothing to do with you. Stop being so goddamn consumed and selfish, you little bastard. You know what I'm saying? So that concludes our list. I concludes our list. Excuse me. Top 10 list of needs and relationship. We're going to slide straight into this wants list because I'm looking at the clock, man. I'm trying to stay under a certain time frame. So... The wants list is 15. This one is coming from IdeaPod. Uh, and this one will bring us kind of back to the topic. Uh, wants, deciding what's real, what's not. What do we need? What do we kind of think that we need as far as a want and a, a, our list of wants for a prospective candidate, right? This wants list, number one, a partner to go through life with. Number two, love, romance, and sex. Number three, Emotional intimacy. Four, to have a family. Five, sharing life goals and dreams. Six, affection. Seven, respect. Eight, kind, constant, and honest communication. Nine, dedication. Ten, honesty. Eleven, compromise. Twelve, excitement. 13, encouragement. 14, compassion, acceptance, forgiveness. 15, not to be lonely anymore. We'll do this the same like we, same way we did the list of our needs. We're going to work our way through them. 
touching the ones that might need a little more attention, a little more love, and you know, and what have you. Number one, a partner to go through life with is probably the most self-explanatory one on the list. Obviously, if you're in a relationship, I think the end game as adults, right? I think the end game should absolutely be someone who you could potentially spend your life with. If not, then you're just looking for a seat filler. What's the purpose of that? That's not what we're talking about here on this Unsubscribed Podcast. We're talking about love and relationship. We're trying to make that more the norm than not, which is kind of where we are in the present day. Number two, love, romance, and sex. Me, myself, personally, I'm extremely appreciative that this is number two on this list of wants. It absolutely probably could have been on the needs list if you're keeping it a buck. What's the purpose of relationships, a loving one, without the love, right? What are we doing? Like, could we do it strictly to just have have a companion? Sure, we could. And personally, in my opinion, if you spend enough time with an individual, you're compatible. Over time, some form of love is going to grow, but we're not looking for that. We're looking at an authentic, real relationship, right? Gotta have love in that. Romance is the funny one, right? More often than not, we always hear that it's the woman that needs romance, ladies, ladies. All men are different, right? You got your pretty boys, you got your thugs, you got your street dude, you got your quiet guy, you got your brainiac, you got dudes that are mixtures of all of these, and even maybe you got the guys that are none of them. There could be something I totally missed out on, right? Every single last one of those types of men in some shape, size, or form needs and or possibly craves romance to a degree. Obviously, you learn your man, you know what he likes and doesn't like. But we do like romance. I won't say as much as women, but, you know, something to consider. Sex goes without saying, right? The sex thing also, believe it or not, people view it differently. Even some men view it differently. They definitely do need it. But depending on your level of freak nasty, that'll determine exactly how much you need. Nonetheless, love, romance, and sex. I love the fact that this is number two on the list. Should be on the needs list as well. Number three, emotional intimacy. Feeling safe. To let your guard down. This absolutely appeared in our needs list when we're talking about security and feeling safe, right? The, this is the one thing that I always tell people who I speak with offline about making a list of wants and a list of needs. There absolutely will be some overlap between the two lists. And when that occurs, me, myself, personally, I feel like this is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? That means this is something that probably should be on your, your, your no starter list as far as something that you absolutely will not move on. Emotional intimacy is absolutely important, right? You got to feel safe with your person. You need somebody who's not going to kick you when you're down. The world does enough of that as is, both to men and to women, right? Number four, to have a family. Kind of goes without saying, but I'll add this little tidbit on it. When they say to have a family, that does not necessarily mean adding children or adding pets for those who are pet lovers. That doesn't mean you have to do that. When you hitch your wagon to one person, when you find your person, whether that's marriage that you're looking forward to or a long-term partnership, that person becomes your family. In some instances, if you choose right, that individual could actually grow to become even more so of your family in your mind's eye. When you think about uh, your successes, your wins, whenever big things happen, you may have formally contacted your mom, contacted your dad grandparents, siblings, if you have them, right? It might have been the first call you made. But when you pick the right person, your person becomes number one in your family, 
right? That's what we should all aspire for. Number five, sharing life goals and dreams. Uh, I mean, you know, goes without saying, right? You want somebody who, again, is with you. They riding with you on this journey of life. So obviously, whatever you want, if it makes you happy and it makes you fruitful and, and satisfies some type of need in your life, you want somebody who is there to say, I got you. This is what you need. I'm going to help you do this to help you get to that point and vice versa, right? Uh, number six is affection. We saw that on the needs list. Goes without saying, I've got to rehash that respect. Same thing. We mentioned that again on the needs list. Number five, security. Respect, feel safe and supported. Respect, we know what that means. Number eight, kind, constant, and honest communication. This is a fucking good one. This is a good one. I was just uh, 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 brought on, allowed to be, uh, I just recorded. <laughs> My words ain't worthy. I was just recorded with the homie Kid T. Shout out to the homie on uh, the Thick and Sexy in the City podcast. And this is something that we kind of, she and I talk about a lot. We have a lot of conversations about relationships, uh, men and women and what have you. And... Communication is something that uh, was mentioned during our recording uh, on this most this episode that she is you know working on and we putting out in the very near future. We don't talk to each other. We don't know how to talk to each other. Men and women in the present day they they do so much talking at one another that they they literally are more so looking for ways to attack and be on the offensive for fear of being hurt. And that has driven us to be able to not have just regular fruitful fucking conversation. It's so frustrating. So when you're dealing with somebody in a relationship, your mate, again, because the world is so screwed the hell up, bro. On a regular basis, you get so much negativity in your life, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, it's family, friends, uh, strangers on the internet, social media, it's all around us. Why would I want to come home? Or if we're not at that level, but we're in a relationship, why would I want to interact with my person? And I can't do so and expect to hear a kind word or two, a kind tone, right? Why would I want somebody who I can't reach on a regular basis? You want constant communication. And then obviously honest, that goes back to the trust thing. You want to be able to talk to somebody who you don't have to question what they're saying because of their consistency, because of who they are as an individual. They have no reason to to lie to you about the smallest or the dumbest of things, no matter how size of it, right? Kind, constant, and honest communication could have probably been a little bit higher on this warm list. Number nine, dedication. I mean, it's a little heavy-handed, but you you obviously get what, what, what they're saying with dedication. Dedication means basically this is your person. You're, you're telling the world that this is my person. I am dedicated to the happiness of, of doing my part to add to the happiness of this individual and vice versa. Number 10, honesty. Don't got to talk about that one. 11, compromise. This is a good one, man. This is a good one. This is something else I think we've gotten away from in our society because uh, something else, again, I was mentioned on this podcast, I just recorded with the homie. Uh, there, There's this fear of being one hurt and that fear of being hurt from past instances has caused us to be so frighteningly fearful of being vulnerable that we all have kind of put on these added pounds of armor on our on our person on a regular basis. And because of that, we feel as though we can't give an inch to anybody. In a loving, committed, functional relationship, it will not exist without compromise. 
Can you have one alpha and one beta or whatever the term is for the person who's even lower than the beta? Basically, they get walked all over. Sure. It won't be fully functional and happy because the person's being walked over, whether they admit it or not, whether they lie to themselves or not, they are not getting the most out of it. You have to compromise. There will always be moments where you have to compromise. You will never win 100% of the arguments or what you need or force upon your mate what you want. You're never going to get 100% of that and vice versa. There's going to be plenty of times when she or he doesn't want to eat what you want to eat. When she or he feels like the bill that needs to be paid first because of a, a dwindling bank account, we got to pay this one first instead of this one this time because whatever the reason, right? We went and spent time with your family on this holiday, so we're going to spend time with my family on this holiday. And then we switched them bitches, right? Compromise. You absolutely have to. You cannot be selfish in a relationship. You can be selfish with your person for their time and who they are to you, but that's it. Selfishness absolutely will kill a relationship. If you don't understand that compromise is needed, we can just turn this podcast off and you cannot listen to me ever again. It's a necessity, right? 12, excitement. Who doesn't like a little excitement? Some people are boring. It's called a spade a spade. If it's not you, you absolutely know somebody who's boring, right? Some people are just boring. Their homebody, I don't consider a homebody's boring because I'm kind of a homebody. And I damn sure ain't boring. You know what I'm saying? But we all like a little excitement, man. Why You like spontaneity. Who doesn't like that? Some people crave it and desire it, need it more than others. But nonetheless, excitement adds to relationship. I can absolutely see why it's on this list. Number 13, encouragement. This kind of, you know, jumps on the piggybacks on some things that we kind of talked about already. You want somebody who got your back. You want somebody who got you. You're never going to be even. And again, I feel that I'm a fairly self-confident individual. And even though I don't espouse it, I have my moments where I waver somewhat, regardless of what we're talking about, the topic. Sometimes I don't feel 100% in what I'm doing or decisions that I'm making, right? I absolutely need somebody who says, you got this because you thought this through from top to bottom, backwards and forward, and whatever decisions you make is a good decision because you took the process and embraced it before you made the decision, whatever it is. You need somebody who's going to encourage you when you're not 100% solid in whatever it is you're dealing with. 14, compassion, acceptance, forgiveness. Those words. I mean, if you've been, if you've been through at least K through 12, you know what compassion is. That kind of also goes to empathy, which we spoke on earlier, uh, I believe on the needs list. Uh, acceptance, we talked about that absolutely on the needs list. Forgiveness, forgiveness is a good one. Forgiveness is a good one. Uh, people are going to misstep. And there's various forms, right? There's various forms of taking a step back, backsliding, whatever it is. We're not going to get into that because it goes without saying. You, you're not perfect. And the person that you're going to end up being with, they're not perfect, right? The thing is, regardless of whatever the misstep was, whether it's super duper huge or the smallest thing, but it might just irk your mate. The person who has been wrong to whatever degree has to decide to forgive walk the fuck away, right? Talking to the homie earlier today was telling me that situation. I won't get into it too tough, but it was something I've heard numerous times that I've read online with strangers as well as people that I know personally. 
Some folks like to hold on to being wronged and being hurt and use that shit as a weapon. That shit is whack as hell. Me, myself, personally, do you have a right to live in the fact that you were hurt or wronged? Of course. You got feelings, right? At the same time, there's a, there's a, there's a window where you absolutely have to live in that hurt. And then at some point, you got to let that close the motherfucker and never see it again. Right. It's called forgiveness for a reason. You can't hold on to it. and You absolutely cannot weaponize somebody's mistake. If you're going to do that, then why don't you just save both of yourself some time, get out of that toxic shit and just walk away. Right. Personally, I feel compassion, acceptance and forgiveness should absolutely be high on this list because there's going to be times when things just don't go right. And you got to decide if we got to stay in this or go left. And then the last one, 15, not to be lonely anymore. Come on, man. <laughs> That's kind of like the first one. Obviously, if you want a relationship, you don't want to be lonely anymore. But I will say, all jokes aside, that there are countless individuals in relationships today who loaned in the motherfucker. Let me say that one more time. There's countless people who are in relationships. No matter if it's long term or short term, for whatever reason, they lonely as hell. My thing has always been, if you feel that way in a relationship, I don't care how long you've been in it. Why are you staying in it? It serves you literally no purpose whatsoever. So on second thought, even though I laughed at it when I read it, I get it. You absolutely don't want to be lonely anymore. What's the purpose of being in a relationship if you feel like you're alone? You can be alone literally by yourself. <laughs> right. So that 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 run that concludes the list. Now we ran through a list of needs, we ran through a list of wants. The reason why I made this topic today, talking about wants, is trying to decide what's real and what isn't. My thing is when you ask an individual who was single recently re on a repeated form, what happened? It doesn't matter. If you ask them what they're looking for in a mate, what they're looking for in a man, what they're looking for in a woman, at some point they're going to give you something that's kind of superficial. Right? You got women who only quote unquote, like men who are a certain height. You got women who only like men who have beards. You see this shit online all the time. It's crazy as hell. But hey, man, we like what we like. You got men who only date women who have body types that look a certain way. You got you to gotta be a certain height. You can't be too tall, can't be too short, you can't be too big, can't be too small, right? You got men who like women who slide through the Dr. Miami, get a little work done, right? Because they, they like... A woman that has way more hips, whole lot of ass, great big old titties, is what it is. Like, we all got our likes. Some people like certain ethnicities. Uh, whatever, man. People with certain sexual preferences. We have things that we quote unquote need that we classify as wants. Maybe I got that in reverse, but you get what I'm saying? My thing is, just think about this. If you are having the same luck using your list of wants, which are important because your list of wants more often than not drives your attraction level, which is the introductory phase of deciding if you're going to even engage this individual. Maybe you should look at your list of wants, right? Because when we when we make our list of wants more often than not, that's a list of ideals. Do you want a man that, that, that fulfills every single last one of your needs and your wants? Of course. Right? Of course you do. And the same thing with men looking at women. Do you want the quote unquote perfect woman, whatever that is, because it differs by man? Of course. Are you going to find it? 
there are some people who live in a fantasy world and think that they will. I'm here to tell you, because I feel like I've done it before, that shit ain't real. <laughs> it's not. We're going to get off of this real quick because we, we run them a little bit over time. I'm going to close this thing up. My thing is, again, maybe you need to take a little more detailed, real scrupulous look at your wants classification list. Maybe you need to make two lists of wants. Maybe the new rule is to make a list of needs, a list of wants, and a list of superficial wants. The superficial wants is the list that you throw all the physicals at, right? And if not the physicals, you throw everything else at that doesn't matter, but you think it kind of does. Like, so let's take the physical part aside. This is an example. You may want a man who, and I, cause I'm saying these things because I've heard them before. You want a man who's from the streets, but is no longer in the streets, right? So you still got the mentality. He has the ability to protect you without the drop of a hat, without even thinking when necessary, but he's absolutely not in the streets no more. He ain't out here moving these packs. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he used to be. Maybe he was drug dealer adjacent, right? Now he's kind of corrected his life a little bit. You know, he's he out here getting to it. He's in the community. He got a nice clean nine to five, but you know at the drop of a hat, he gonna get active if necessary, right? You might think that you're drawn to that. You might think you need that. That is absolutely not a need or a want. I've heard plenty of women say they want a man who, who makes them feel safe. I get that. You don't need a man who's formerly his past was in the streets and now he's no longer in the streets. That is not a need or a want. That's a fucking desire. That's a bonus. That's extra. That's basically a tip on top of an outstanding meal at a restaurant. Like a good tip. Not the little five or the ten percent. You like to call it tithe. If I don't get it lower, no more than ten percent. I'm not gonna give you the server fifteen twenty five. I'm not gonna do that. No, you talking about that level of want? That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about for men and for women. These super superficial ones, because a lot of you all, again, from conversations I've heard, right? Some of the things that you're kind of asking these people out for from being potential candidates. It's kind of bullshit, man. It's on that superficial side. My question is, are you blocking a potential candidate who is the person who you might be supposed to be with, who actually holds the key to your happiness on a relationship level because they don't fit into this super, this small superficial window of wants, right? We ran through a list. And of course, you don't have to listen to this list, but it should be something that could be used as a guide. We ran through a list of wants in a relationship. That kind of list is a little closer to what you really, 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 really need. The one thing I've always said, we're going to close on this. When it comes to looking for a person who you might be interested in, you want somebody who you fucking attracted to. Right? Do you want a man that's at least 6'5"? And man, if that's your take, that's what you think you need, that's what you want, go crazy, go off. Right? But unless you are, actually, you don't need that. There's plenty of taller women who are with shorter men and vice versa. Just like there are people who are skinny that are with bigger people, right? Love is love. Who you're supposed to be with is who you're supposed to be with, right? You can have your list, but my thing is don't be so beholden to them that you totally miss out on what you're supposed to be doing, right? And that's that, man. Look, we went over. My apologies. I got a firm mind I'm looking for moving forward when it comes to this podcast. It comes to these episodes I'm trying to be more consistent with. And I'm going to try to stay real close to that line. 
So I'm going to shut my, my, my mouth. I'm going to stop bumping these gums. Unless, I'm going to tell you thank you for giving your boy a shot. Thank you for coming back and listening to me one more time. And hopefully, I'm going to come right back next week and have something ready to go for you again. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be by myself. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. We'll see. Come back and find out with me. Listen, this is the Unacceptable Behavior Podcast. I'm your man, Jason Grant. You can find me on my socials at T-H-E-J-S-I-N-G-R-A-H-A-M. The Jason Grant. No spaces, no hyphens, no apostrophes, anything of sort. Look, man, y'all be safe. Y'all be smart. And of course, you can't be absolutely nothing else, man. Always choose to be you. I'm going to get with you on the flip side, man. Y'all be good. I'm catching. I'm saying it's unacceptable. Just give me some energy to connect. Let's find results instead of battling for respect. I mean, now I'm not looking for that pedestal. I'm saying it's unacceptable. Just give me some energy to connect. Let's find results instead of battling for respect. Let's go.